Good morning, everybody. It's been a little while since I've been up here and uh, done this, so you can imagine how excited I was when I saw that the readings were from Ezekiel and Revelation. (laughs) So uh, let's pray. So Lord, just thank you for your word. And thank you that you want to and you do speak to us through your word. So Lord, will you just open our ears and will you soften our hearts so that we might be transformed and formed together through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So the other day, um, I was looking through Facebook and I saw this post from a woman who's offering tarot card readings. Or she was giving tarot card classes, something like this. But this was like here in Wellington. And I was just thinking, like, tarot cards, to me anyway, uh, has always seemed like just kind of a strange concept. It's like a spiritual card game that some people believe that whatever hand they're dealt, that's the hand that they're going to be dealt in, in, in real life. So you could get the death card. That seems a bit scary. Or you can get like a a love card or a new career or a a new adventure card. I don't know what they are, really. Um, But some people take this stuff very seriously. And some Christians get really freaked out by these sorts of things. Like, uh, um, I I just kind of think it's weird myself. But things like tarot cards have uh, have really been growing in popularity in recent years. Um, and I guess these cards, apparently, they date back to like 14th, 15th century, something like this. But it's like the late 1800s, early 1900s, where they became quite fresh, fashionable and trendy to own a, pair, a set of tarot cards. But it's ever since then, though, they've steadily increased in a, in a growing market for tarot cards. More and more people are wanting these. And apparently, there was a really big boom during, or like a, a huge increase in demand for tarot cards during a COVID lockdown. So like in the Financial Times, they picked up on this. And so they put out an article in, in, in 2021 to try to answer like, why was there all of a sudden just this big craze for something like tarot cards? So they interviewed the editorial and communications director of U.S. Games System. That's the leading publisher for tarot cards and other spiritual doodads like that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's right. Like, people are going to a product by a company called U.S. Games Systems for spiritual guidance. I don't know. But this editorial and communications director said that the sales have doubled over the lockdown period. And they couldn't keep up with the demand. They couldn't print the cards fast enough. She said... Uh, The rise in sales has been dramatic during the pandemic. We had to double many of our print runs because they sell out so fast. The appeal is that tarot or oracle decks are readily available tools to make sense of our changing lives and gaining new perspectives. It has become more mainstream. Reading cards is no longer considered occult. So, no, obviously it doesn't make me real happy that so many people are turning to things like tarot cards for spiritual connections or guidance. Um, It doesn't exactly freak me out. Um, Yes, it is very misdirected, but I think what they're doing, they're exercising something that's within themselves that we all have. And that's just a longing to communicate with something that transcends us and our understanding. 
Something beyond ourselves that can help us to make sense of the world and lead us through it. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has set eternity on the human heart. So to me, it seems like we were created with this longing in our heart. A longing to communicate with God. And I think people are just using these cards in an attempt to fulfill this longing that we all have. So yeah, Ellie mentioned that we're beginning a a new sermon series this morning, and it's all about that, communicating with God. But more specifically, it's not so much about how we communicate to God, but how God communicates to us. In other words, uh, prophecy. I mean, that's what prophecy is. It's a message from God. In fact, uh, I brought my blue rota here. Some, a lot of you guys will recognize this. Um, if you're ever a part of the service on a Sunday, you're given one of these, so you can kind of keep track of what's coming up in the weeks ahead. So let me just take a look. Yes, the title of this morning's service is What is Prophecy? Prophecy is a message from God. That's pretty easy. I'm done. Let's look at what's coming up next week. (laughs) What does prophecy do? Oh, well, it gets a bit more complicated real quick. So, luckily, hey, we got Mr. Tim Carter to answer that one. So, (laughs) that's pretty good. And then the next one's going to be how does God speak? Oh, that. Well, be prepared. We're going to be here a while for that one. If we really want to delve into all the ways that God speaks to us, uh, Caroline and Ellie will sort us out with that one. And then how do I develop the gift of prophecy? You know, because prophecy is a gift that we have agency in developing. And we can actually grow in our capacity to be able to hear from God. So how do we do that? Well, we got to come back in a couple of weeks to find out from don't be me, not me, not me, not me. Ellie, Ellie's going to sort us out. It's just a few weeks' time. We're going to be masters at this. Oh, let's see here. Then we got, I think, then the, the series closes out with what is a prophet's heart? I don't know. What is a prophet's heart? I don't know. Who's just doing that one? Anybody fancy coming up with a sermon for the 17th of March? No, no. Okay, we'll come back on the 17th of March. We'll close this series out. I'll be leading that and giving a really powerful lesson on what the, the heart of a prophet. It's going to transform your life, guaranteed. Maybe not. That might be the one to miss. I don't know. But I'm just kind of thinking through this series, and it's actually, it's, it can be a really difficult series, but the good ones usually are. It's definitely a vital one. I mean, because if we aren't longing for God's prophecy, then what are we doing here? You might say, well, I've come here to worship, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, but, but there's this little line in Psalm 40 that I've really come to love. It says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. So have you ever been taught how to listen to God? I mean, we've been given an open ear, right? 
I mean, we have two of them, really. And I know we've been taught how to worship here, which is good, and to praise and to lift up our needs and the needs of others. And we're really good at sacrificing our time and our money. And we kind of pride ourselves on being a, a very busy church. But do we know how to stop and listen to God? Because I love that description that we just heard in our Ezekiel reading. Because I can just kind of picture this very devout man you know, just bowing down and just praising God and doing nothing but doing all the talking. And then all of a sudden he hears a voice that says, Son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak with you. And as he spoke, the Spirit entered into him and set him on his feet. God had a message he wanted Ezekiel to hear and to share with others. And he's not going to hear and share with others if he's always just bowed down. And we're not going to hear what God wants to say to us if we're always bowed down in our worship or too busy doing good works to listen. Being a busy church that does lots of stuff shouldn't be a badge of honor if we don't know how to listen. Because maybe God is saying this to us this morning, stand on your feet. It's not bow down or go, but stand and I will speak with you. Maybe it's time we just stand at attention as a church and wait to be told from God what we are to do. So instead of being busy with our worship and good works, let's learn how to stop, listen, and be ready to go. And so if, if prophecy is a message from God, we don't really, in some ways, don't even have to wait for Him to speak. <laughs> He's already said plenty to us, and we can access it at any time. And that's the Bible. If prophecy is a message from God, then this is the most concrete message we will ever receive. And when we talk about prophecy, it can be kind of a scary thought for some of us. And we do need to be really careful and thoughtful with this. Because if prophecy doesn't line up with the Bible or point us to the Bible in some way, we need to be extra, extra cautious before, uh, cautious before throwing out the P word. But I'm sure we'll dig a bit deeper into that in the coming weeks. So I just have one final thought, really, with all that in mind. I, I think it has been really exciting here to see and uh, hear that several of us have had some really strong encounters with the Holy Spirit recently. And let's just pray that that just continues to happen. But in that, I'm also a bit concerned that we might be lacking something. Um, I, I, I could be wrong. Um, but as we're encountering the Holy Spirit in this powerful way, I fully expect that He is also speaking to us. And it might be through what we read in the Bible. It might be in dreams or in pictures or uh, you know, thoughts that just kind of pop up in our head. I mean, whatever the case may be, however he decides to speak to us, we need to be careful not to keep that to ourselves. Because as individualistic, you know, westernized people that most of us are, we tend to value people's personal choice probably way too much. You know, it's, it's, be it, it's, it's about their personal faith or who or what they are. It's their personal choice. Each person should be able to come to their own conclusion of truth. That's not exactly a, a biblical model. 
Because God is a communal God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And what he's doing is building his community, the church. So when God gives us a message, we can't discern this stuff on our own. There have been lots of you know, messages from God in the past that have led people astray and have gotten people hurt when they're not thought through or prayed through with others. So each of us are going to interpret this uh, differently. And we have to have a more com a communal interpretation if we ever stand a chance of understanding these messages clearly. So we need one another with this. And this is part of being the community, the church. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we are to be wrestling together you know, over Scripture to try to understand it. Wrestling together over what we're hearing God saying and calling us to do. God said, gave Ezekiel a message to share with others, even if it did fall on deaf ears. And John wrote in Revelation, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. When God speaks, it needs to be shared with others. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to where uh, over the next couple of weeks and over this prophecy course that Ellie's leading. And I'm fully expecting that God will speak to us. So let's just pray right now that God will give us the ears to hear what he wants to say to us. So Lord, we're just really thankful for this season that you've, kind of, you've, you've led us in. Where several people are encountering you in, in fresh and new ways. And you're touching people's lives. But Lord, we know that that's not it. It doesn't just stop there. But you have something to say to us as a church. Lord, thank you that you have given us ears to hear. And Lord, will you just open our ears and allow us to create that space to let you speak to us. And more than that too, or in addition to that, Lord, will you give us the courage to trust in what you say to us and, the, and to obey what you say to us. In Jesus' name, amen.